Welcome to the Apologia Podcast, the audio-only archive of the Apologia YouTube channel. Note that some content was designed to go with visuals, but the imagination can be a powerful thing. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it a 5-star rating on the podcast app you're using now to help us reach more people. Or, since this endeavor is ad-free, consider going a step further and supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash apologia. But for now, let's get to the episode, part of the Apologetic series, recorded June 3rd, 2021, titled, Not Answering Hitchens' Impossible Question, Mike Winger Response. I also have a wager that I put to the religious in these cases. While I was raised as a Mennonite, we didn't allow wagering. Not even Pascal wagering. And so often his debate partners would just go, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. And they wouldn't have anything. But it seems Mike came up with something where others have failed. Does he win the Hitchens Prize? Welcome to Apologia, where a former Christian takes a look at the claims of Christians. If you're new to the channel, please take a second to tap on the subscribe button so that you'll be notified when new science, theology, and news videos come out. Today we're looking at a recent epiphany by Christian YouTube personality Mike Winger. Christopher Hitchens, who was one of the most famous atheists of our last generation, he would do debates, and one of the things he would like to spring on people in debates, uh, on Christians he's debating, is the question, what moral thing can a Christian do that an atheist can't do? And it cannot be done. Here's something uh, I think is common in modern day atheism, pop atheism online, is that if they ask a question you don't know how to answer, then it, then they think they've they've they're, they've won. <laughs> like, like you just saying I don't know, it means they're right. Well, the phone there, Mike. First of all, few Christians I converse with admit they don't know something, unless you count God works in mysterious ways. We're both just swapping anecdotes at this point, but my experience is the opposite of yours. The Christian can answer any potential question with God did it for sufficient reasons, and for them. This adequately covers any lack of knowledge. No need for further inquiry. Jesus, yes. If you're ever in Sunday school, you don't know the answer, just say Jesus, you'll probably be right. Second, it is the Christian who starts a victory celebration when the non-believer admits something is unknown. What existed before time? We don't know yet. How did life first emerge from chemicals? We don't know yet. How does consciousness emerge from matter? We don't know yet. Apologists like Frank Turek think these are amazing gotcha questions. Can't answer these, God must be true. When scientists are using the word chance, you know what they really mean? We don't know. Look, there's only two possibilities with regard to this value. Either this value was designed or it wasn't. We don't need to have a contest here. It sounds like Mike agrees that I don't know is a perfectly valid and intellectually honest answer to a given question, and it's not a sign of propositional weakness to admit this. Great news. But at any rate, one pastor finally answered Christopher Hitchens, and he says, well, what moral thing can a Christian do that an atheist can't do? Tithe. <laughs> I thought, I thought that's, that's probably not the best answer. Technically, sort of, yeah, I mean, atheists aren't going to tithe. First of all, an atheist absolutely can tithe. It's just money donation. Due to my family dynamics, I continued tithing well after I'd stopped believing. Second, and more importantly, what exactly is moral about tithing? We'll come back to this thought. 
I really wish that Mike elaborated on why he thinks tithing isn't the best answer. It could be very revealing, I think. I just hit pause on the debate and I sat and I went, hmm, how would I answer that? What would be a moral thing a Christian could do that an atheist can't do? And then it hit me. The most important moral thing that anybody can do. Loving God. Loving God is the most moral thing anyone can do? Like it doesn't occur to the atheist or even many Christians that were debating Christopher Hitchens. Probably because an atheist doesn't think that God exists. It probably doesn't occur to Mike to use the force. A lot of people must have had a similar reaction because Mike pinned a comment to the top of his video to address it. What's odd to me is the lack of self-awareness in some who think my answer is obviously ridiculous. If you assume atheism is true then it isn't moral to love God. But this assumes atheism is true, which drains the question of all of its power. If the power of the question is based on assuming atheism is true then how is it going to give support for atheism? It's not. Au contraire, Mike. The challenge put forth by Hitchens is to have someone demonstrate that a given religious practice would broadly be considered moral and not just a ritual. And for this test, we absolutely start assuming the Christian worldview. Christians posit that there exists a single, objective, ultimate moral standard that is grounded in the nature of God. And passages like Romans 2.15 indicate that these moral laws are written on the hearts of all humans. The way that people can know this moral standard is through their conscience or their intuition. And passages like Romans 1.18 tell us that individual humans can suppress this intuition for a while, but that deep down they still really know. Unfortunately for this perspective, the only thing that a person can really be sure of is the content of their own thoughts. We can't necessarily know if our thoughts reflect reality, but we know their content. And with sufficient contemplation and self-honesty, we can do some level of internal critique on what we're suppressing and what we really desire. If a person can take a sober and honest look at themselves, find no suppression in their epistemology, and yet still feel no guilt about their lack of God worship, the only reasonable conclusion that person can come to is that God has not written this worship morality on their hearts, or that the mental block is so deep in the subconscious that they can't be responsible for it. This is my experience, and that of many, though only one's own thoughts can supply solid evidence for this. Even more damning of this truth suppression escape attempt there were years of my life when I desperately wanted Christianity to be true and still felt no moral twinge about God worship, even when I pleaded for it with tears. To object to my answer on the basis that it stands on the difference between atheist and theist beliefs is to object to the question itself and not my answer. You can't have your cake and eat it too. No, I object to your answer because when approaching this morality challenge, fully assuming the God of the Bible exists, your answer still fails. No atheistic assumptions are required. Either there's a God-based objective morality that every human knows through intuition, or there's not. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And presuming to know my intuitions better than I do may make you feel better about your mistaken beliefs, but it does nothing for me 
but reinforce that your assertions are false. That loving God, the most important moral imperative of the universe, is something an atheist cannot do. Obviously, I don't know Mike's thoughts. But it's possible that his dismissal of the tithing answer was because of his awareness that a non-believer wouldn't remotely consider tithing to be a moral action any more than wearing temple underwear or slaughtering a chicken while spinning it over your head, entirely covering your body, or forsaking clothing altogether, or any specific religious practice is a moral activity. And the notion of worshipping a god is every bit as much in the category of religious practice. If indeed there is some collective body of intuitive knowledge out there called objective morality, Individual religious practices simply aren't among the universal human compulsions. Though, if you don't interact deeply with those outside of your own faith community, you won't realize this. And this is a scary trend in our culture, and it's a religious trend. I see the reversing of the two commands, right? Jesus is like, love God with everything you've got. And second, love your neighbor in a lesser degree as you love yourself, which is still a massive amount of love but nothing compared to the love we have for God. What is scary about prioritizing the creatures we all agree exist and live, and whose quality of life can be directly affected by my choices over a creature whom we cannot possibly injure by our actions? If morality is at all about increasing the well-being and decreasing the harm done to others, as Jesus' second command suggests... I guess you'd need to demonstrate that I can positively or negatively impact the well-being of a perfect being. I doubt that Mike would say that using a power disparity to demand love is a moral action. And yet, that's the first command. So the atheist is deprived of the highest moral imperative a Christian or a human is made for. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Of course, it seems equally obvious that if humans weren't made for worshipping, then by engaging in worship, a human is doing some level of self-harm. This is humanism. Humanism is let's, let's take care of each other, let's hold hands, but let's ignore God. Let's just leave God out of it. Let's not talk about God. Let's not worry about honoring God. We'll just take care of ourselves. Taking care of humans and how we treat humans is what comes to mind for most people when they think about morality. But yes, you are correct that the morality of humanism, in broad terms, is about maximizing the well-being and minimizing the suffering of humans. But that's just rebuilding the Tower of Babel, right? Gathering together to do our own thing, independent of God. But here's the thing, Mike. You're admitting we don't actually need God to be involved to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's just empathy. And that sentiment was written down many times, eons before Jesus came on the scene, and stretches back to the first creature who realized that if they don't want to get hit, that it's best not to hit. In fact, the creatures who best empathized would have made the most cohesive group, giving them a survival advantage, which is probably how our consciences developed in the first place. Now, actually acting out of that empathy is obviously more easily said than done. And some individuals are more motivated to try than others. But God adds nothing to our insight about what actions better align with this goal than other actions. And Mike seems to tacitly agree. Humans can know how to look after each other without God. 
A while back, I put out my own version of this challenge to Christians. In a short video, you can tap on the icon to see now. You can also see my reply to a detailed response to this question by big name YouTubers David Wood and Michael Jones of Inspiring Philosophy. See you over there. Later.